A reading from the book of the prophet Isaiah. Rise up in splendor, Jerusalem, your light has come. The glory of the Lord shines upon you. See, darkness covers the earth and thick clouds cover the peoples. But upon you the Lord shines and over you appears his glory. Nations shall walk by your light and kings by your shining radiance. Raise your eyes and look about. They all gather and come to you. Your sons come from afar and your daughters in the arms of their nurses. Then you shall be radiant and what you see, your heart shall throb and overflow. For the riches of the sea shall be emptied out before you. The wealth of nations shall be brought to you. Caravans of camels shall fill you. Dromedaries from Midian and Ephah, all from Sheba, shall come bearing gold and frankincense and proclaiming the praises of the Lord. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Let every nation on earth, Lord, every nation on earth will adore you. O God, with your judgment endow the king, and with your justice the king's son. He shall govern your people with justice, and your afflicted ones with judgment. Lord, every nation on earth will adore you. Justice shall flower in his days, and profound peace till the moon be no more. May he rule from sea to sea, and from the river to the ends of the earth. Lord, every nation on earth will adore you. The kings of Tarshish and the isles shall offer gifts. The kings of Arabia and Seba shall bring tribute. All kings shall pay him homage. All nations shall serve him. Lord, every nation on earth will adore you. For he shall rescue the poor when he cries out and the afflicted when he has no one to help him. He shall have pity for the lowly and the poor. The lives of the poor he will save. Lord, every nation on earth will adore you. A reading from the letter of St. Paul to the Ephesians. Brothers and sisters, you have heard of the stewardship of God's grace that was given to me for your benefit, namely, that the mystery was made known to me by revelation. It was not made known to people in other generations as it has now been revealed to his holy apostles and prophets by the Spirit, that the Gentiles are co-heirs, members of the same body, and co-partners in the promise in Christ Jesus through the gospel. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The Lord be with you and with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Glory to you, O Lord. When Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of King Herod, behold, Magi from the east arrived in Jerusalem, saying, Where is the newborn king of the Jews? We saw his star at its rising and have come to do him homage. When King Herod heard this, he was greatly troubled in all Jerusalem with him. Assembling all the chief priests and the scribes of the people, he inquired of them where the Christ was to be born. They said to him, In Bethlehem of Judea, for thus it has been written through the prophet, And you, Bethlehem, land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah, since from you shall come a ruler who is to shepherd my people Israel. Then Herod called the Magi secretly and ascertained from them the time of the star's appearance. He sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go and search diligently for the child. When you have found him, bring me word, so that I too may go and do him homage. After the audience with the king, they set out, and behold, the star that they had seen at its rising preceded them until it came and stopped over the place where the child was. They were overjoyed at seeing the star, and on entering the house they saw the child with Mary his mother. They prostrated themselves and did him homage. Then they opened their treasures and offered him gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And having been warned in a dream not to return to Herod, they departed for their country by another way. Gospel of the Lord. Praise you, Lord Jesus Christ. So Pope Francis right now is giving his Wednesday audience talks on the vices and virtues. Uh, so this got me thinking and wanting to preach this uh, Sunday of the Epiphany 
on the the vice or the uh, sin, I guess you could say, of envy, of envy, because Herod demonstrates envy here in our account of the Magi, and the Magi show the opposite of envy, uh, charity. So you might be thinking, oh, well, this could be a snooze or a homily, but look, envy is something that afflicts a lot of us today, and so reflecting on it, I think, can be actually somewhat insightful and helpful in growing in holiness. All right, so first, defining terms, envy is different than jealousy, even though we kind of use them interchangeably, they're not. Jealousy is fear of losing something that you have, that you already have, that someone is going to take that away from you. Uh, So think of like a student in school is very popular and then like the new student comes in and the new student is also like good looking and uh, whatever, athletic and smart. The the old student is is jealous. They're afraid they're going to lose their popularity. Okay, versus envy is not possessing something and wanting what someone else has. So wanting what someone else has that you don't have and wanting that person to be stripped of what they have, to lose out, okay? Because coveting or greed is just wanting what someone else has, but envy takes it a step further, wanting that person to be dispossessed of that good. So envy, a lot of the church fathers say, is actually worse uh, than pride. Uh, We see it start with Lucifer, Satan, who becomes Satan, Lucifer is envious of of mankind, Uh, envious because God has revealed to the angels that he is going to become a man, not an angel, and therefore he must favor man more. So man has this kinship with God. Lucifer is envious of this, and so he attacks God, and he rebels, and he attacks God by by attacking man. And then we see the, the sin of envy run throughout the scriptures. Uh, so Cain and Abel, Cain is envious of Abel because Abel's gift is, is preferred by God. So Cain and Abel are the children of Adam and Eve. Cain kills Abel out of envy. Uh, Jacob is envious of his brother Esau, who's older and is going to receive the birthright of Isaac. Jacob and Esau are sons of Isaac. So Jacob, envious of Esau, steals the birthright. The sons of Jacob are envious of their brother Joseph, who is loved by Jacob most. And so the brothers try to kill Joseph. Saul is envious of David. David is more talented, more preferred. So Saul starts a civil war to try to eliminate David. Herod is envious of, of Jesus. Tries to, and so he tries to kill him, kills all the babies in Bethlehem. The Pharisees and the priests are envious of Jesus, and so they kill him in Calvary and so forth. Okay, so envy is obviously is, is envy is is um, it's it's heavy. It's rooted in a lie that you don't have enough. Um, and in reflecting on how to combat it, we we see kind of maybe the way to live better. So the the first thing to do in combating envy is to recognize that you have it within you. Okay, it's called sometimes the silent killer. It's like a cancer. I mean, we we might have a flash like, oh, I'm envious of that, but we know we shouldn't be it, so like we repress it, but it doesn't go away. It kind of lays within us like cancer. Um, but if you bring it to the light, yes, Lord, I'm envious, I'm weak, please help me. Well, that's a huge first step. So like on this Feast of the Epiphany, you know, pray for light and the courage to acknowledge that you might be envious of someone. 
Then the second thing is, so you, you, you bring it to the light and then you pray what for detachment from material things and refocusing your desire on, on spiritual things. Okay, so if you if you really are you know need money and you want to get ahead in life and have a fancier kitchen and, and better job at work and you want your kids to be successful, like yeah, you're going to be envious. Um, but if you're detached from that and you desire God, desire heaven, you won't be th- you know threatened by someone else's material successes because heaven is not a zero sum game. Everyone can be a winner. And God gives each of us individually exactly what we need to know him and to love him and to get to heaven. So no one loses out. Envy is rooted, again, in this lie that says, you know, that person's success is a threat to me. And so I want them to lose it because when they're better off, it means that I must be bad or a failure. Okay, but envy is very deceptive because you can't necessarily possess what they have. You just want them to lose out on it. So like I remember when I was in high school on you know playing baseball, I was envious of one of my good friends who was played the same position but he was a better player than I was. And I was I just I couldn't be the better player. It just didn't have that that talent. Uh, and so what? I'd rather him lose out or, or my thought was like, well, he's better. And so that must mean, you know, I'm bad. I'm not as good. So I want him to lose that. So, again, focusing on, on what is spiritual and being detached will help us. And then the third thing, you know, connected with that is praying for charity. Charity and trust in God. So just back to that image of, of high school, you know, I couldn't become a better baseball player. I want my friend to lose that. But what does that do? That hurts the team overall. Whereas if I had charity, I want what's best for the team, I'm going to be okay with my, my buddy having the great talent that I don't have. If I have real love for my neighbor, I'll be, I'll be grateful for their gifts. Because again, I don't see them as a threat, but I see them as a blessing. Blessing for myself and, and for the world, the church around us. And also it means trusting in God. So God has given everyone their gifts, their talents, whatever they have around them for, for a purpose. And if I, if I don't trust in God and think like, oh, I've lost out and, you know, I'm not as favored by God, you know, then I'm going to, I'm going to want to possess that. I'm going to, or I want to have that person lose out on it. Whereas I trust in God and like, you know what, Lord, I got what I need. It's okay. So again, we see this, uh, Herod obviously doesn't lack, he doesn't have charity. He, you know, the Messiah is born. Herod cannot be the Messiah. He knows that. But he'd rather Israel lose out on their Messiah and be saved than himself lose that position of authority and power. The three magi, the, the kings coming from the east, they have charity. They have detachment. They're willing to give their, their material gifts away, lay them at the manger of this poor family. They rejoice. They're overjoyed, we hear, at seeing the star. The star doesn't shine over them. It shines over the Holy Family, but they know what this baby, the Holy Family, is, is best for the world. This is this is the key, charity and trust in God is what it all comes down to. And so that's why acknowledging envy can actually be a grace because we see like, wow, I'm lacking charity. So Lord, please help me have the heart that loves the way you do. Help me really desire what's best for the world and what's best for the church and that others 
may contribute to that as much as I, as I do. And I trust in you, God, that you're good and you love each of us. You're intimately and actively involved in each of our lives. You care about us and you want all of our joys and our fulfillments. Amen.